Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back for our second episode. This is Jay Ball on the Jay Ball and Madam's Sports and Lifestyle Podcast. Um, we know the people. We know they want this shit. Um, so we're going to give it to them, you know what I mean? Like, fuck. <laughs> that should be like the new, like, outro. At the very end. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, I <laughs> Lucas, I'll, I don't know I'll, help edit, I'll help you edit this. I got some good ideas for okay. Dude, the thing is, definitely open dude, the the thing is, I always made sure I had Justin mess up at the beginning and dude, end. Like my, boy, every my boy texted me at school. He's like, dude, the start of that was so funny. I was like, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't even know it was going to be like that. All right. I, I didn't even tell you that I was putting that in there. I, dude, you probably I, did when it was I, like, yeah, it was when we started. I put the I end in there too with the. Uh, you said like even a blind squirrel finds a oh, nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like couldn't stop laughing. So oh, I put that at yeah. the end. So every podcast should have because you're gonna do it every time. Uh-huh. We should have you I'm mess up at the beginning time. and end of every podcast. I'm down. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is episode two of the J Ball and Madams podcast. This is J Ball himself. Um, I know a lot's been going on um, with this coronavirus pandemic. Um, we're wishing you guys all the best. Um, we hope you and your families are happy and healthy. I know how I haven't left the crib in like three weeks. I hope you guys are doing the same, but we actually got a very, very, very special guest today. Um, someone I hold near and close to my heart. Um, number 41 on the Army West Point lacrosse team. It is Reese Spirit. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk. Yeah, no problem, dude. You're the, the first person I of when all this was going on and we tried to get a new podcast. Oh, uh, Madam, is you there today? Yeah, uh, I'm excited. This It's been since November, since the last time we done one of these, so I'm excited to get it started up again. Um, thank you, Reese, for joining us today. I'm looking forward to hearing all your insight on the NCAA rulings on eligibility and offer some other perspectives on Division One sports in general, so super excited. Uh, we got a couple questions prepared for you today. Um, so the first one is just your general thoughts on the NCAA ruling. Um, how might the extra year, um, the NCAA ruled that spring athletes will be able to retain their eligibility from this year, from their lost season. So what are your yeah. thoughts on that, and how has that affected you and your teammates? Um, so I, I fully support it. Um, I love how they gave an extra year to those spring athletes. I mean, we put in, from my perspective, we put in the fall, we put in the winter, just a day in and day out of work. Um, so I love that part. Um, for me personally, um, being at an academy, you don't get that extra year like most colleges would to be able to, uh, like almost a redshirt year. So that's kind of a tough thing to grasp because I've, I'm only guaranteed four years college across and college sports. So being so having that one that one year taken away from me, you know, having only three years left, I mean, it's tough. Um, I'm not really sure uh, how that extra year of eligibility will work for the academy players. Um, I know they have that in their back pocket. If Say they go to a grad school or something like that, and that, that school has a, a program. So I think that's how it, it works. I'm not really sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I fully support it, and I love, I love what the NCAA did. Um, I've been hearing players such as, like, Mac O'Keefe at Penn State return in for their um, – I post them. I don't even know what to call it. Like, I'll call it the senior season for now. But I was wondering how this may affect, like, 
potential recruiting classes and if people who were offered a guaranteed spot are now going to have that spot taken away. Have you heard anything about that? Um, actually, I haven't. But uh, I've been reading a lot of Inside the Cross and just staying up on it. And I know they have a they have almost a, a full list of people that like seniors that are returning for their next season. Um, so eligibility and like the recruiting process, I'm I'm sure it's going to stay the same. Um, they'll probably still bring in their their 10 to 15 guys each year. Uh, maybe have a deeper roster because I know we're allowed almost 60 guys, and they can have like academy schools are allowed almost 60 guys and uh, regular schools are, they have like a roster of about 50, 45, 50 guys. Gotcha. So I guess recruiting is going to stay the same. Um, other than that. I gotcha. Really, I um, been, I'm that. noticing, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I am noticing some differences between uh, what you're going through and like the average D1 athlete. Do you think you could take us through like the average day uh, in the life of West Point? Yeah, absolutely. I get this question a lot. Um, So uh, we wake up about, I wake up about 6.30 every morning, um, put my uniform on, make my bed, clean my room, stuff like that. Cause we have, we have standards checks every day. So they go come by our room, make sure everything's in order. Um, And then we have morning formation which is just an accountability check. Um, someone goes out in front of their, their barracks and they get like a accountability just to make sure everyone's here and present. Um, I go to a mandatory breakfast from seven to seven thirty. Um, from there, I usually just sit with my, uh, the boys on the team. Um, boys time. I don't know. Talk, have, have a little laugh before class. <laughs> um, and then classes go from seven thirty to 515 every day are you there the whole time i am not so i have class from about 7 30 to two o'clock and then from there i go right up to practice uh practice from about 3 30 to we'll say 5 5 30 and then team meetings you know um making sure you have proper rest stuff like that um (laughs) and then we have usually we have a lift about six to seven and then the guys will do whatever they need to do after. So I get back to my room about, um, I want to say anywhere from seven thirty eight o'clock. And then I got that. I'm on the home. Gotcha. Like um, everyone else. Um, and then I usually, I usually go to bed around 1130 just to get the proper amount of rest every night so I can perform. Got you. I know. I was thinking about I get my proper amount of rest at Penn State so I can perform in my various activities that I'm doing, but it doesn't really sound as strenuous or as difficult as I know there's literally days that in the fall I had class only on Tuesday, Thursday, so five out of the seven days of the week. I Like if I didn't want to leave my apartment, I mm-hmm. didn't have to. So I, you could basically say I had some practice for the quarantine, but it doesn't really sound like – it doesn't really compare to that day, but I do thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Madams, what are you thinking? Uh, I was just going to say, speaking of the quarantine, how is switching to um, being home as opposed to having all of the, the on-campus activities, how has it affected like the, the daily life for an academy school as opposed to what a regular school might encounter when they're switching yeah, absolutely. from um, how the learning is taking place. Sorry. So it's been, it's been a rough transition 
because, I mean, I bet you it's for everyone, but like we've just getting bombarded with emails, uh, assignments to do, trying to keep track of all of it. But the hardest thing for me, and I know many other kids can attest that I go to academy, we base our like, um, like homework and stuff like that off like a schedule. So, you know, we have class from this, this set time to set time. And then we'll have our mandatory extracurricular activity. So for me, it's lacrosse. And then I'm given two, three and a half hours after practice to do my homework. And I'm used to doing it then. So having all this free time, it's, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to stay motivated and stuff like that. Um, it's just a weird switch from going from having that schedule, that rigorous schedule to having all the time in the world. Uh, going, going off that question as well, what would you say maybe, what, what do you miss the most about playing on a Division One team, lacrosse team, and just your, the school in general? What would you say you wish that you had right now? Um, definitely time with the boys, with the guys on the team. I mean, we go through a rigorous school day, um, and then we're given that, that five-hour period to play sports and be ourselves, kind of let loose of all the stresses that we had during school. Um, so being with them, sharing those memories in the locker room, the bond that we created, it's, it's something, you know, looking back, I took, I took granted of, but um, I wish I hadn't. So I, that's kind of what I wish I had back right now, sitting at home. All right, so yeah, I definitely can agree that time you're missing out with the boys does suck, and that's definitely something I miss about high school and being at school. So I can't even imagine like being in the army and just spending all this time with these people and getting that time taken away would seem mad uh, unfair to me. But um, I know there's there's a pretty much like a in my opinion there's a negative narrative surrounding the NCAA and a lot of it. Um, what is one thing? that you would want to change about the NCAA if you could? Um, man, that's a hard question. In terms of lacrosse or just overall? Um, it could really, really be applied anywhere. Um, I do know that they provide a lot for athletes, but I've just been reading a lot of uh, criticisms. And this doesn't have to be something that you think, but it could be something that you know other people feel or just something you hear. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh. I don't know. I've heard a lot of buzz about the the pay and stuff. I mean, I know, I know, I get paid just for being in the in the military and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about the the pay and yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think it should be like equal for athletes across the board, or do you think that like the teams that are bringing in the money should be able to pay their athletes more? I don't know. I think it should be. It, evenly distributed because if one gotcha. player is making more it could it could uh bring some controversy but mm -hmm. um and it could take it could take away from a lot of like it's still supposed to be student athletes you know and i mean like it's not pro for a reason there are there are pro leagues for a lot like i know basketball like you can go play in europe if you really like chasing a bag i know yeah players like austin matthews in hockey went to across um or i don't don't can't remember or put an exact country on you went, but I do know there are ways to get paid as a teenager if you are that good. So I do agree with your point. Yeah. Yeah, and to add on to that, I know that 
there's a lot of arguments that can be made on both sides about paying athletes. And that's something that I think we can do an entire podcast on in itself. Maybe we can have you back on the show, but I'm curious to know, like, what is one thing in terms of college sports that not enough people know about, or one thing that you think people misunderstand the most? Um, my opinion is the, the time dedication. Um, I know when I made the transition from, from high school to college, um, the time commitment was totally different. I mean, high school, we would have two and a half hour practices and then you'd go home. In college, you got probably around six hour commitment each night. That's practice, lift, meetings, team stretches, team meals. And I think people that are watching don't have a full understanding of that. And I just think it's so important that people know that you spend all year from the moment you step on campus to the, mo to the moment you step off campus of just playing with cross or a, a sport in college and how much time you miss out on because you're playing that sport. So I think people should understand that like there's a lot of time and effort that go into this and to like just – understand that and know that that's happening i can uh i can definitely see that i know it's like it's easy for a lot of fans to like knock an athlete for crying after they're playing their last game or like be like oh they put that in their instagram bio when they committed but people actually seem to forget that like it's hard to play a college sport like you're missing out on a bunch of things that i know i can do every weekend i know madams can do every weekend i know the college lifestyle just it doesn't really always apply to athletes and some people think they have it really well. So I do definitely see that across the board. I'm glad to hear your perspective on that. Um, Madams, I know you actually help out with the Cuse women's volleyball team. I was wondering if you maybe had an answer to this question about what people don't really know about college sports or can you agree with any of the points that Reese made? Right. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was just going to say, I agree entirely with how much more time there is that goes into it than is maybe understood on a, on a normal level, like a lot of the players on the team at, at Syracuse, they have to do mandatory. Like I know one time there was like a women's basketball game that they had to go to because it was a, like a youth event in the community where they got to meet the players and stuff like that. So it's not just the practices every day for a couple hours. It's also a lot of these other events, like supplementary things. There's workouts every day. There's all kinds of training and stuff that's behind the scenes, not necessarily just the practice time in the games. So just seeing that and seeing how much commitment goes into it, it's given me a lot more respect for it. Um, I go to practice for two hours a day to help out, but that's nothing compared to what the team and all the players do on a, on a daily basis. Because I, I struggle with it with academics and, and practice time, and I can't even imagine having so many more commitments on top of that just related to the team and training and health recovery and keeping track of everything. All the players have to send their sleep logs after, the, after every night. So just things like that that just are – seem like it would add up and be difficult to keep track of. So I really respect all the effort and time that goes into it. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm about to get down to the personal questions that I created. Um, I like to consider myself the content specialist on the, the J-Ball Madams podcast. I don't really know how Madams feels about that. but all yeah, right, we'll, Reese, give it, we'll give it to you. Sure. You're buzzing, you're buzzing before a game. You're on the bus. You're trying to lock in. Who's the first rapper you play? Wow. Um, I'd have to go with Uzi. 
I'm a big fan. Really? Of really? You like his new yeah, take? Ever since though, ever since I switched from high school to college, I've I've um, been into EDM and that dubstep type music. I don't uh-huh. know. Did you so, like Uzi's most Uzi. recent tape? What'd you say? Did you like Uzi's most recent tape? Yeah, I did. I was a big fan. Gotcha. I know bumping that at school, like me and my friends are waiting for that shit. Like just thinking back, like, damn, he really hasn't dropped something in like two years, dude. Like, and then he comes I out with fire. I know. It was actually good. All right, I got another question for you, Reese. Um, so I know coming from Rochester, something that's very popular here. I'm sure you've told your teammates all about it. Uh, the garbage plate. I'm very curious to know what what's your typical order for that. What do you like to put on? Um, honestly, depends. I'm a big plate wrap guy. Uh, but if I were to go with the standard order, standard garbage plate, it would have to be a max out home fries, two cheeseburgers, just some ketchup on it. Oh. I like to stay. I like to stay basic. No, um, awesome. not a big, not a big mustard guy, um, and haven't really dove into the the hot sauce that they got. Um, love it from uh, Fairport Hots, Parenton Hots, wherever. I don't know, kind of a basic order, but I don't know. I like to keep it simple. Fairport or Parenton Hots? Oh, good one. Um, I'm gonna have to go. Or both. There. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Fairport. Bob, are you a kid that fucks around with a BOGO or no? Because I know I'm a big fan of the BOGO. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm not feeling a plate, walk in there, not feeling a plate. It's tough. A, plate, a plate can be a commitment, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's expensive, too. It's expensive. The BOGO yeah. is such a good deal. I wish I had like, – I'm not a huge hamburger guy. Like, I wish I had it for anything else. I would get it. Dude, I'm not like – all I know, I'll just looking at my wallet sometimes, like, I'll have 15 bucks in there. I'll be like, damn, that's three BOGOs right there. Like, that's actually crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just walking around with three BOGOs in my wallet. Unbelievable. And that's six burgers, too. Yeah. I think of people don't even know it's actually six. Well, six burgers for 15 bucks. Like, you could do a lot more with 15 bucks with that. Like, I could get fake jersey from China. You do a lot less with it, too. You waste it. That's a pretty good yeah, deal. true. I do. I waste a lot of money. All right. Um, Reese, I'm going to have to move on to my favorite question I actually have on a podcast so far. Um, for those of you who don't know, I run a semi-professional slash amateur slash recreational team called Team J Ball. Uh, it's a soccer team. We play in the Madams League, which is a league in my hometown of Fairport. Um, it's all a bunch of college kids playing. No people who played varsity soccer are allowed to play in this league. So kids like me with my dynamic speed and Reese with his dynamic speed with an asterisk because I beat him in a race this summer, plus his, like, dribbling. Players like us, you know, we're really good in this shit. So, Bob, my question to you, Team J Ball versus Army Boys in soccer, we get you, who wins? Wow. Um, from a grit standpoint, I'm going to go Team J Ball. Ah! I think we got we got the players on the team to – who are some grinders on Team J Ball? Mentally, physically. Who are some of those grinders? Um, of course, Justin, Matt McGlory, <laughs> um, Brennan, Darsh, uh, not Boomtown. He just sits Boomtown. in goal. Dude, the thing is, when I moved him, for the, we have a kid, uh, Boomtown, he's like 6'4". Not the best with the ball at his feet, but I made a classic coaching decision, getting the most out of your players, you know utilizing their potential and i uh i put boomtown in that and he became literally a force um had a shutout in the finals actually won mvp 
shout out Boomtown. I know you're trying to start your own podcast, so you're probably not listening to the shout out, but. All right, Reese. Um, this is actually the last question we have for you today. Although it was a pleasure to have you on, um, we're gonna have to go with the hypothetical here. Um, you are lost, desert, middle of the desert. You got one percent on your phone. You must call one of the boys to save you. Who do you call? Um, it's a tough question. Dude, personally, I bet I, I think I call Crawford because he told That's me. That's what I was going to say. Because he said that if you text him, he won't answer. But if you call, he will always answer. So think yes. about that. You got 1%. You're not going to be texting at all. No, like, you're not Yo, gonna and he's probably going to answer his phone too. I was going to say Ben Crawford. Yeah, I would say Crawford too, actually. I think out of, out of everyone, he is the most reliable mm-hmm. along with, I would say, Tommy Lindstrom. Tom, Tommy's a good one. Yeah, Tommy Madams. I was thinking about. I was thinking about Tommy. Um, I was, <laughs> for my answer, I'm thinking more on the side of the survival, not necessarily just like who's going to pick up the phone. Although I do all think right, that Crawford's right. a great, he's a great choice. I was just thinking mm-hmm. in terms of my closest friends. I'm going with probably Andrew Bartlett. I feel like he wow. can survive any situation. Ooh, mm-hmm. actually, I just, yo, I, I was he just, just has a way. He just has a way of getting himself out of situations. And I feel like he'd be great for this. He also just spent some time in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So he's already used to the desert. I was going to uh, say, I was going to say, I've been peeping his Instagram yeah. and that kid been traveling everywhere. Like he'd be a person, you know what I mean? You throw him into a unique situation, unique habitat. He's at oh, home. hundred you know percent. I mean, like, he's, I was, I've always talked about if I ever need to like commit a really like bad crime, like Andrew's my guy. Then I'm gonna call. I feel like survival is no different. Yo, weren't you just saying we had to watch what we said on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, if I said if I had to, not like, you know. All right. Anyway, all right, all right. Um, at wanderlust.ab. Follow him on Instagram. All right. Won't regret it. Um, Reese, it was a pleasure to have you on today. Um, we just wanted to get a feel for some of these current issues. I know a lot of people aren't doing too much. I know I've been gaming Call of Duty. I've been gaming Madden franchise. I've been sleeping you know what i mean like i know the people want this podcast and we're just trying to give the people some of what they want and i know the people always want a little army bob so i'm from the bottom of my heart thank you for coming out here today um and we do appreciate your time yeah thank you for having me love podcasts love listening to them while i'm doing homework so if i got a chance to be on a podcast i wasn't gonna say no appreciate you boys yeah, Reese, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, all the insight you have for not only being a student at an academy, but also a, a, an athlete on a Division One team. So we really appreciate everything that you had to say, all the insight. Um, hopefully we can have you on again sometime soon as well. Um, for all the listeners out there, you guys can follow Reese on Instagram at uh, Reese Burek underscore, R-E-E-S-E-B-U-R-E-K underscore. He's got a positive uh, follower following ratio so he, he knows what he's doing he knows so. what he's doing give him a follow absolutely thank you thank you i appreciate it well that was pretty dope getting to have um reese on this um he was literally on the first hockey team i ever played on there's a picture of us when we're five six years old sitting next to each other and i did play varsity lacrosse and hockey with him and there is no better kid to represent the town of fairport or working hard or being a role model and I was actually going to see him play against Bucknell. I think it was March 28th, but then this season got canceled. So it did kind of suck 
that I did get, didn't get to see him play uh, in person and kind of see him on his journey because I've seen him from the start and I want to see him now play at a D1 level. It was pretty cool to have him on the podcast. Um, Adams, you got anything to say about that or any other issues regarding college? Yeah, I mean, I was just like speaking about Reese. He's such a high character guy. I'm really glad we were to ha- able to have him on the show. Um, I think the moment I realized he was such a good athlete is when he was responsible for my own goal in our MPFL game. That was, yeah. It was a tough one for me, but you know, that was crazy. Him, he ran it down. He he beat me to it. I I got a foot on it, but he just put it. He was able to get his body in and put it in the net. Dude, I was, I was like, playing. I was playing. He scored another one too. He, he led the comeback. We almost lost that. Dude, game. he did lead the comeback. He's Reese carrying your team. Very basically. very. Good at and he, I don't know how much. I don't think he's played that much soccer. Either. No, just dude, that, that, that kid is very good at soccer. As is the rest of the team and me. But yeah, yeah. I always mentioned you in that. You're, I mean, you were good this year. People were dude. saying you weren't going to be good, and then you just came out of nowhere. And dude, everyone loves. Everyone loves to be like, "Oh yeah, J Ball just says he's really good, but he's not that good." And like, I know people still now still think I'm not that good. Just and I don't even care, just because it's how I am. Like. I'd rather you think I'm not that good and then I'm going to hit you with the blazing speed and dribbling ability and my shots will go in like 50% of the time. Like sometimes they'll ask shots, sometimes they're actual nips. Like, dude, I will take that. That's what I was saying. Your highlight reel is right up there with anyone. So excited to see what happens this year if we're able to do it. I'm really – Yeah, dude, that's that's definitely a question, Mark. Um, It would be really crazy if we got to do Madams this year. I know – I have pe- the team J ball group chats buzzing a lot. Um, I know so they we, really we want golf to do is it. active. We're we're trying to I figure know, out dude, I, how we can I make know. this. Happen. We got a really we got no a good team what. of uh. Obviously, health health comes first, so we got to make sure we prioritize that. But mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it if we're able to get lucky and be able to it's do it the same way we were the past two years. Yeah, it's just we got to take it a little more serious in our you know our weather rule, which is if one person gets struck by lightning. We yeah, it's keep fine. going, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just once, the like, job. But if two, once, if two happens, that's geeked, you know what I mean? That's like, when we got to really gotta start chill. to prioritize the health of the players uh-huh. and this is sure everyone's com- in a safe environment. Right? This is a different story. This is completely I mean? different. Like, no one can leave their crib. Yeah, we make jokes all the time, but this is a serious thing where mm-hmm. we really do promote staying at home, you know, sanitizing being healthy as possible because we want this to end as soon as possible so that we can enjoy things like the MPFL and other, other summer events that we're just at this moment, not going to be able to do. So I'm really Have hoping watched- I trust medical professionals. I think they'll get it done. Madams. I want to know if you've seen any like Syracuse teams that were like any spring teams that you may have known somebody on or like, or maybe the talk of the school and like just how they're dealing with the uh, season ending. Right. Well, I mean, Speaking of lacrosse, like we talked to Reese about his team, and I know Armory was having a great year. He didn't really, he didn't talk about it, but they, they were like, they, I think they, they were, were like 15, top 10, fif- top 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they've been up in the top five, like frequently, I believe. So they're a really high level elite team. Obviously, he's humble. He didn't mention it, but they're really good. Mm-hmm. Syracuse as well. Syracuse is actually number one when this whole thing um, came to a close. So they had such great hopes to win maybe the, the championship they've, they've been up there in the past. And I think the senior group this year was really strong. So a lot of these guys who aren't going to be able to come back, it's really a tough ending to maybe their career. They, a lot of them are going to go on and play professional or in other leagues and stuff like that. But I mean, being in college only happens once. So really thinking about, even though there is the eligibility, that doesn't mean that everybody's getting those benefits. Some people aren't gonna be able to come back. Some people are going to need to start their lives um, at the next level. So 
I really feel bad. I've, I, my heart goes out to all the athletes that aren't going to get the chance to use the extra benefit. Even those who are, who may have had a great year and got cut short, even if they get to come back, it's not a solution. It's just sometimes a, a, a improvement over what mm-hmm. could have been. I'm looking. I, I feel for those athletes too. You know what I mean, madams? Um, my cousin was actually a, a senior. She was rowing at Cornell doing crew. And uh, I was texting her when, like, told her about the NCAA ruling and was just talking about it with her. And she said it's tough. She said there's only – she thinks one of her teammates will be able to go do that grad season. She said that just – it's like an economic issue too. Like, not that many people can really afford to just have to send their kids to a fifth year of college. Like, some right, people exactly. don't plan for it. Some people don't think it's worth it just to play a sport. And I know my cousin um, – her name is Taylor – uh, told me she got a job offer that she feels like she can't miss out on if she takes this other year on of uh, rowing. So she's going to miss out on it and gets a year taken away. So it's tough. It feels like this extra year is some, something like a Band-Aid that's not really going to fix the issue, but it's doing the best they can. And I am – I would – not to speak for athletes, but, but I am impressed with the um, NCAA kind of looking proactive for once. Um, I know they've – done a bunch of dumb things in the past i'm a big uh critic of the ncaa i think a lot of their stuff um i think they exploit a lot of athletes but i do think right now they did a great job with this extra year of eligibility and being kind of responsive in these modern times um i know they tried to i know trevor lawrence made a gofundme campaign that they tried to donate to victims of the coronavirus and kind of help donate to focus groups and research groups and they tried to like stop it at first and say that he wasn't allowed to raise this money and like do shit to like with his name and likeness and that seemed crazy to me that I know they reversed that ruling but it's just stuff like that They're, they never seem to be on the right side of history and I definitely think they are for this one right I was gonna say that I, I I just I noticed the Trevor Lawrence thing as well. I'm glad they overruled that and allowed him to do it because that's I mean I know they they were trying to follow their own rules at first, but the fact that they're breaking their rule to allow him to do it, I think, is showing that they're really prioritizing at this point. Obviously, they took more a while to make the decision. Um, I wish they just let him do it from the start, but I'm glad to see that they were actively allowing him to do that, even though it's something that was originally against the rules. And also. I was excited to see how quickly they were able to act. And I know there was a campaign on Instagram over like giving um, athletes an extra year. And the next day is when they decided the ruling. So it was quick action, which I think was necessary, especially in a time where so many things were changing so fast. They were able to be prepared and act ahead of time because these are big decisions. This is affecting so many people's lives. So the fact that they were able to come together and make the decision, regardless of all decisions that have been made in the past, positive or negative, I think it was, a good one in this case. So I'm glad that they were able to do that. Yeah, dude, I agree. This, this time, like it's a weird time for everybody. Um, I know for some of my classes at Penn state, um, there's international students that haven't been able to make it home and people who are international, like made it back or like thinking about it might be hard to get back into the country. And I just think it's tough. No one really planned on this happening. You know what I mean? Like, Literally everything I own is in my apartment at Penn State, like all my clothes. I find, I got my PS4 back at home, but like I didn't plan on the world stopping. And then, like I came home spring break and just left all my shit there. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really think about any of this. Like 
and now I haven't left my crib in three weeks. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Right. And like speaking on the Syracuse volleyball team, it's been extremely tough because they, they have 11 players right now who are returning for next year. Mm-hmm. And they've been practicing every day in the spring, just like they would in the fall. Obviously, it's just not – they don't matches. So the season goes year-round. Like over the summer, they come early to play too. So they're losing a lot of time together as a team. And of those 11 players, six of them are international um, athletes who are coming in from – countries all over the world um and at this point if they go home they're as of now not allowed to come back so it's a big decision as, as far as it it may seem like an easy one like you get to go home like it's just a standard process but mm-hmm. is, there's a lot that goes into those decisions i know one of the one of the athletes she lives in israel so she had to go into a mandatory quarantine for an entire week before she's allowed to see her family so things like this are there's a lot that these athletes are going through. A few of them are staying in Syracuse too, and they're in their apartment. There's not a whole lot to do. Um, a few of the other ones were able to go home, and some of the other ones are staying in other places. But it's it's a really tough situation for so many people, especially the international students, where policies are different. It's not like you're just. It's not like us where we can just yeah, go a I know. Hours, get home. It's, I always it's where they so so scattered and it's difficult. I always um, am thankful that I go to college in the same country that I live in. You know what I mean, like can't even imagine what it would be like to just be so far away from your family in this i can't imagine being on the other side of the country i live an hour and a half away from my school it's it's, i mean i can't imagine living across a border i mean it's the i wouldn't say a border is too tough like penn state is not i just mean yeah i mean like countries like across across ocean across it's tough um i did want to take a second to thank everyone for listening to our second podcast um we're gonna try to do this thing where we get cool guests on as much as we can i know me and uh madams and our uh producer behind this is uh lucas simpson i know he's got a bunch of friends that would love to come on i know madams does too i know i have um a lot of boys supporting this um yeah so to wrap things up today we wanted to take a second to thank everybody for listening um we really want to keep doing this guest thing more um, just to get insight on current topics. You know what I mean? Like we wanted to talk to an athlete when it seems like they're in the news. Um, hopefully we'll be able to talk to people when their sector is popping off. You know what I mean? Like we want to stay relevant. We want to talk about what you guys current. want to hear. You know what I mean? Um, me and Madams are really on top of this shit. So we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, get some podcasts out for the people. We know you guys want it. We know you guys need it. Um, we're you're fiending for it. So we're trying to be transparent too. Like if you guys have suggestions, we're more than happy to listen to yeah. them. If you got something you want to talk about, I mean, I we're not doing anything right now. We just have you on, talk about it, and release it. It's not. It's a fairly easy process. Luke mm-hmm. is doing a great job with it too so far. So we, we're um, gonna get a social media account going at some point where you guys can have more of a feedback process. Um, we should get that up around the time this drops. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and then we're going to start doing stuff like polls, like, hey, did you like this question? Or what you want to hear on the next podcast? Or maybe some guests will reach out to us to that. I don't know. We do know we need a social media. So you guys stop having to see it on like my personal Insta and Madam's personal Insta. I know we got ratios to keep up and we got other like we got personal shit we need to put on there you know what i mean like we can't just be having the podcast all over our personal and so we gotta 
get a little business feel in a business sense of a J Ball X Madams podcast. But we do appreciate our fan base. You know, you guys are loyal and thank you. Think about that would be a mad funny headline. It's like J Ball says something <laughs> questionable on the air. What do you do now? <laughs> Everyone's like putting up, like, oh, he did this, then, oh, he did that. Like, bold letters in the newspaper. <laughs> J Ball said something. <laughs> Questionable. It's like, headline, what did he say again? All right. Um, we know the people, we know they want this shit, um, so we're going to give it to them.